0: Welcome to Transition, Gadgets 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. Today's episode is dedicated to a science fiction novel called Old Man's War by John Scalzi. Allow me to introduce the one person who's going to be talking about this particular book. That is Akeel Kolombowala. He works in the Apps team at NDTV Convergence.
1: Hi Pranay. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Yeah,
0: And as Akeel said, I'm your host Pranay Parap. And in this episode, we have a third person in spirit. That's uh, Kavaljeet. He was supposed to be here.
1: <laughs> Maybe we can edit, and edit him in later. Yeah, so we're
0: going to be recording a few of his voice clips and just throwing them in randomly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this book is a military science fiction novel, which means that there's a lot of war. If the title wasn't clear enough, it's Old Man's War. Uh, so why is it old man's War is because a bunch of old people fight in this book as yeah. opposed to retirees
1: to be specific yeah
0: so the way the technology works is let me just lay a groundwork really uh, groundwork for this book very quickly uh, it's that the first of all there are gonna be a lot of spoilers in this podcast. so if you don't want spoilers <laughs> about this book, yeah. it's a great book you Go lay out the entire plot yeah. so, <laughs>
1: Please read the book and then come here again. Yeah, so go read the (laughs) book and then return. So
0: with that out of the way, uh, the base uh, premise of this book is that people in rich countries who are really old, uh, who turn 75 to be precise, they are then sent to space. And over there, there's that consciousness transfer from their old body to a new body. So what happens with our dear hero is that he reaches that age but unfortunately a year or two before his wife dies of some kind of a heart attack longer nine years or something yeah so his his wife dies of a heart attack and she can't make it so poor fellow is really alone in his life (laughs) and he hits that age and then he is sent to space where he suddenly finds this new weird body of his and it's all athletic and all and he sees a bunch of other people like him there so in this book, these old people, they are turned into these super soldiers who go and fight space wars, Correct. Yeah. whereas uh, young people from other countries such as India, who are racistly referred to as Hindis. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> That's the first time I've heard anybody refer to And India they have as been as nuked, not n- to mention. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, yeah,
0: these Hindis, they go and colonize the entire uh, galaxy, whereas these Americans, they are super soldiers who go and help fight wars to help colonize more planets. So, um, rat race of a different kind, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and especially when they keep mentioning the subcontinental war and how the Americans are not allowed to colonize any planets because of their bad actions of nuking lesser countries like India, for example. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I found rid- that a bit funny <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous to imagine America <laughs> nuking India,
0: man Like, ri- really ridiculous Of all the countries <laughs> they can nuke India yeah. is definitely not Surprisingly,
1: Russia is not mentioned ridiculous. at all Yeah, it's but that's good actually yeah, You know, right. because
0: we've had too many of those post-Cold War hangover <laughs> type science fiction novels yeah. So I was actually glad So, um, I mean, do you want to talk about how so they... So, I
1: want to mention one thing yeah. The opening of the book I don't know whether you've seen the movie Up the animated movie. Yeah, yeah, movie, I, right? have, I have, it felt a, It felt very similar to that in the opening. He loses his wife, he's very sad, he's lonely for so many years. Yeah, that and old he, guy from Up, right? He decides yeah, to yeah. change his life entirely, yeah. you know, by in this one, by joining the military. Yeah, so in that one it was a balloon. <laughs> yeah. They apparently enlisted at 65, which is what all senior citizens do. And they have 10 years in which they, of course...
0: Have to survive.
1: Yeah, they have to live. <laughs> and... Uh, When they hit 75, they get to go up to the army. And that was really interesting in the way they showed it. Like, they only take senior citizens. They don't let anyone else enlist for the army.
0: Yeah, that was a very fresh idea.
1: Yeah, that was pretty unique. And they explain it later by saying, we want your life experiences, which makes you a better soldier. Mm. And then the drill sergeant goes on to say, we want to untrain you from Mm. everything you have known Mm. in your past life, which was a little counter to what happened earlier
0: yeah so you know what I think that the drill sergeant is a pretty stereotypical character yeah uh, because we, I've seen him um, I mean a similar character in that book uh, Starship Troopers by Correct. Robert Yeah. Okay. that and then if you see any kind of war movie or a war TV show yeah. let's just say Band of Brothers for example right. there'll always be that really strict drill sergeant yeah. who drills the whole thing into you Hate so that you, you m- from the beginning yeah so that you yeah. become that efficient soldier <laughs> and that efficient workforce later
1: and this uh, John Scalzi has tried to break the fourth wall here by letting the drill sergeant say that I'm not like the sergeant you see in the movies yeah. and then he proceeds to do the exact, exact same, same thing, thing. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: so in a way he is self aware yeah, yeah sure but you know that's that's one of the reasons why i think that this is a very nice uh, i mean in in a in a way it's a feel good book about you know human's position yeah, in the in yeah, the wide yeah. world uh, but ultimately like if i look at it as say a masterwork in science fiction i think there are others which are like still i'm sure there are yeah. This. Yeah.
1: this book is thoroughly enjoyable and yeah. uh, i read it again for the podcast yeah. as so did you i believe yeah uh, and i realized that it's a lot of fun to read which i didn't grasp the first time i read it which and it was just a war book then, it was famous, I read it probably because John Scalzi's name was on it, mm. but the second read, I actually enjoyed it a lot, and the first time around I wasn't interested in reading the rest of the series, but yeah. now I kind of am, so I may just give it a try.
0: Yeah, well, so just uh, <laughs> two like really uh, small things, uh, one is that, you know, <laughs> on the second read this was much better than Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is the book I totally hated the second time I read it. I was like, okay, first time I didn't time was hate great. it. I yeah. didn't hate it. I still found it enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah but then, you know, all its flaws were like so <laughs> apparent. That but, is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the second read, this one was much better. This one seemed better on the second yeah. read, yeah. And uh, second point I'd like to uh, bring out here is that, you know, having read uh, so much of military science fiction, uh, the one thing that stands out about this book is that, you know, it takes its inspiration from all these greats of military SF, which right. is uh, Starship Troopers and all without really like uh, demeaning them or without really like lowering the standard. Yeah, or copying them outright. Yeah, or yeah, copying them outright. Yeah. It's a f- bit of a fresh take. Right. Even if you look at a book like Armor. Yeah. So now the problem with all these three books is that they are too serious. Right. You know? Right. Like Starship Troopers is so intense. Yeah. It's like yeah. you don't know. You never know what's going to happen to the. Soul Unlike there. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't even get me started. I don't think we the, want yeah, to discuss I think
0: Gopal that. will kill me. But uh, yeah, well, the movie, I, I don't really like it that much. Yeah. And Forever War is again, once again, a commentary yeah. on the Vietnam War and how it's, you know, really, really uh, intense and how uh, war ultimately leads to the doom of civilization and all right. of that. And then you look at armor, which is once again, a, a journey of a guy who's dealing yeah. with uh, serious mental issues yeah. because yeah. of the war. Correct. But you look at Old Man's War and all of that is thrown out <laughs> of the window entirely.
1: It's purely about action yeah. in Old Man's War. Yeah, that's exactly why I think yeah it's fun to read and humans are shown as being the tyrannical race you know for a change because you don't get to see any other perspective other than the human perspective
0: yeah that's in book 1 so I've read I think book 2 and 3 yeah. the 4th yeah. one I didn't read so the way it goes is book uh, 2 is an expansion of what happens in book 1 mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. like uh, Progress the story a bit uh, Book 3 also They do a little bit of that And then book 4 Is th- the same as book 3 Okay uh, From the viewpoint Of a different character Okay uh, Zoe's Tale I think Is the name Yeah of the yeah, yeah yeah so I looked them all yeah, it's up It's yeah. like Ender's Game And Ender's Shadow correct, where, correct, you know correct. It's just a different character Talking about
1: it But it'll be interesting To read the other books the Yeah book
0: but unfortunately The quality slips It's not like I have a, heard that It's yes. really not like a, As bad as say From Ender's Game To Speaker of uh, Speaker For the Dead And then ultimately leading. To I Sina's enjoyed
1: thing. Speaker for the Dead But that's for A different uh, yeah, Podcast, well, so
0: uh, yeah, didn't have a problem with it until it got all religious on me. Then I was like, listen, yeah. bro, stop. <laughs> Can't deal with this religion. Yeah, but but yeah, then, uh, in quality does fall after that too. In in that sense, I have heard that. Yeah. yeah, but in this one, at least the quality is a decent level. However, I'd still say that Old Man's War is a notch far above hmm. uh, the other two books yeah so yeah it's the most enjoyable of the lot
1: but like you said maybe in book two and three they explain why humans are doing what they're doing out there yeah and,
0: and i mean without getting into too many spoilers yeah. uh, humans are not really painted in a good light which yeah is in that, book
1: one it's yeah. it's all just tyranny like yeah. we are attacking this race we are attacking this race we're stomping yeah. on tiny little people for yeah. their planet yeah which was a fun little you know touch to what I didn't expect that yeah, So honest. you want to talk about uh, the alien races The in this Kowandu book. race as yeah. they are described Are one inch tall humanoids yeah. So they are pretty similar to us They are bipedal yeah, they're Basically operated. Ant-Man Yeah they are <laughs> essentially Ant-Man And the skyscrapers are two meters tall <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I don't even know how they are competition To be honest yeah. But uh, clearly our armies seem fit to go and destroy their tiny little cities by stomping on them all around the city this was a little bit more graphic than i expected it to be Mm. and it i don't know what parallel they're trying to draw with this but it does seem like overkill you know trying to show what overkill is like so
0: tell me something didn't you feel that the parallel for this is those termites that live in south america You know, they're like really tiny, Uh smaller than one inch Uh and their mounds are like so huge. They're like two meters tall. So, Kowandu race could be a parallel for intelligent termites.
1: Yeah, but we don't go around stomping them, you know, as and when they... You really haven't
0: (laughs) met some people. You really have not. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'll consider. (laughs) (laughs) So, when you see like your entire bookshelf ruined, after that, you're not really going to (laughs) like
1: them. You know, Kowandu are described quite well Hmm. um, with their... 10 centimeter plane? No, mm. smaller I think. Mm-hmm. Smaller planes and the fact that they have starships mm. which are deadly in number rather than individually. There's also one Kowandu that tries to assassinate our hero and mm. he describes it as flecks of sand hitting his sk- skin mm. which is quite hilarious. And yeah. then he smashes him against uh, one of his skyscrapers, one of the Kowandu mm-hmm. skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. So our hero also has a moment of self-reflection where he doesn't like what they have done to the Koandu race itself. And stomping on intelligent beings is not something he enjoys. So that was a little bit, you know, not what I expected. First, it starts a funny, tiny people. He says it's like, you know, Gulliver trying to smash mm. Lilliputians. And then it goes on to take a very serious turn that the hero does not like what he's doing so far. And that is what adds to the tyranny of the human race. We are just out there. We're killing people we're killing intelligent aliens, we're killing everything in our path, yeah. all for the sake of colonization.
0: Yeah, so zooming out a little bit, uh, the story goes so that it's, the there are so many habitable planets out there in the universe in one hmm. man's war, and there are only like, uh, say, I don't know, about 100 species fighting for all of these <laughs> that we know of from yeah. what they describe yeah, Yeah, because this is only like a sector of the galaxy correct, that, that correct. they describe, so all these battles are going on between these species for these habitable planets, Correct. so they describe some species which live underwater water where Hmm. humans and that species coexist but mostly what happens is most species are uh, drawing air so Hmm. they need land. And that means that they're going to be in conflict with the humans. Correct. Except for this one particular species, which is my favorite uh, alien species in that entire series. That is the Konsu.
1: Konsu. Yeah.
0: So (laughs) Konsu are these weird, you know, like they're much bigger than humans, aren't they? Like each Konsu is much bigger than than humans.
1: Far more advanced.
0: Yeah. And they're like so super ultra advanced that, you know, they basically are looking at the whole uh, species war behind them as like a game. So that was what I enjoyed because they really treat all these other species like much children. beneath them. Yeah, yeah, like not even children. They treat <laughs> them like, you know, uh, I can't, we can't even touch these species. Yeah, They're yeah, like yeah. so dirty. Unclean. Yeah. They so keep unclean. describing
1: interactions as unclean.
0: Yeah, as unclean. And so what happens is once there's a scene in the book where uh, the uh, Konsu turned out to be mediators of some kind hmm. uh, between two species. I believe it was the humans and the Ray. 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 Yeah. Not so the,
1: mediators. They're secretly... Helping the rape, yeah, helping attack the, the, the rape. humans.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, what happens is that they finally decide, okay, now you know, this battle is too boring. So, let's have a five versus five, you know, street fighter style one-on-one combat between <laughs> you. And then we'll decide who's the winner.
1: Yeah, and these guys are prepared for that. So, yeah. like, we get as many questions, as many warriors we can kill. Yeah. So, if you kill all five, you get five questions we can ask the consu. Yeah. So, that was pretty... Klingon, like if yeah. I want to draw a parallel there, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that was crazy, yeah. But but that's how the consu are, right? Yeah. And after that, what happens is, whatever these guys go and ask their uh, four or five whatever questions that they get, and when that whole thing is gone, uh, the space where they fought, the Konsu put it in some kind of vacuum and like yeah, they like they destroy destroy the it entirely, arena yeah. and throw it in a black hole. Yeah, <laughs> like overkill, man. <laughs> like really, I mean, how far away do you want to be from
1: all these species? It's really unclear.
0: Yeah, but the way things are going in Old Man's War, it does seem like humans will eventually be the species that reaches Konsu's level. Yeah. Uh, because the Ray are described as a species that are a little advanced than humans. No, no, um, no. no, like no, no, like no. In, in Only
1: s- because of the Konsu helping them. Yeah, because I think that Konsu, was the. Yeah, yeah, yeah helping them. Yeah.
0: And uh, what happens is they, those guys eat humans. Yeah. So that adds to the you know, <laughs> horrible nature of the Ray. So, yeah. uh, I mean, other than that, there's no e- evidence of any species committing mm. these kind of atrocities.
1: There were a few, but the Ray part was really helpful. Mm. Where the faster than light mode of travel in this book is called skip drives. Yeah. And uh, humans gave Ray the skip drives that mm. they are using right now during a failed trade delegation that they described, where the Ray ate one third of the trade delegation. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah the book is full of these humorous <laughs> moments yeah like I, I really love that part of the book that, yeah you know, like even if you
1: don't really like military science fiction there's enough humor right in this there's enough humor that you'll loving. enjoy it yeah yeah and so, even our hero john perry is quite witty sometimes yeah and it adds a good relief to a book that is very murky i would say mm. in what is trying to do it's a little gray in what people are trying to do in the book yeah so if you want a real serious
0: intense yeah. military science fiction experience it doesn't get much better than the forever war absolutely but yeah. uh, the problem or is armor it. i would say which yeah. is also very intense yeah, yeah true that and even a book like which is slightly not even related to this particular uh, genre it's a uh, gateway by Frederick mm, right. So Gateway yeah, is yeah, also yeah. like not really like a military. I wouldn't say mill sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, but it's a yeah. space opera. Correct. And correct. Uh, you know in this also like humans are exploring the universe yeah. and trying to colonize as many planets as possible. Correct. Right. But then again like the story is so much about the lead character's depression mm. and his dealing with his own like mental issues because of that one failed expedition. I've, I've read the first
1: book in Gateway so.
0: Yeah so that's what uh, that story is really yeah. intense but Old Man's War is such a relief when you read all those science fiction books.
1: But that's yeah. true with most of John Scalzi's books—they're yeah. pretty easy to read, yeah. and the message is quite strong at times.
0: Yeah. In fact, my advice to anybody who's reading John Scalzi would generally be that don't read like books in a series. Yeah. Read the first yeah. book, then read another series. Yeah. His fresh takes are much better. I believe Red Shirts was also one example. Red Shirts
1: of... was also a pretty good book. Yeah.
0: And now there's another one coming out called The Collapsing Empire. Collapsing which is, Empire, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is in the new series. That is coming out, I think, March 21st. Yeah. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure
1: if it's build a space opera or not. It is. It is. It so, is yeah, so yeah, Collapsing
0: Empire's uh, plot, just to digress a little bit, sure. is that there's this uh, weird thing called the flow which mm. allows people to have faster than light travel from ah, ah, uh, across right, the universe right, right, right. and that thing is like a river it keeps mm. moving away right. so what happens is like humans discover it and they de- re- realize that they can travel faster than light mm. wherever they want to and they also figure out that this flow is changing so tomorrow that flow could go somewhere else right. and humans would be cut out from faster than light travel forever right, right. so st- three people realize it and they try to salvage whatever knowledge and okay. technology they can from there before it goes away entirely mm. so it sounds okay. like a very exciting yeah, thing sounds interesting yeah so anyway coming back to Old Man's so, War I mean all the aliens were really interesting <laughs> one after the other Yeah. you know you're bombarded with so many alien species each of which is so different from the other that and not
1: all of them are described well enough yeah I think in one of the opening training scenes they show one of the instructors says that you know anthropomorphizing I think that's mm. what it's called Uh, the species will get you killed. Mm. And they give an example of a species that looks like a monster out of your nightmare. Mm. And the instructor says that these are our allies who Mm. we share (laughs) planets with. (laughs) And then he shows a very handsome deer, Mm. upright walking deer. And he says that these guys kill and eat people. Yeah. So, you know, they've painted that picture as well, that aliens truly are aliens, you know, yeah. and we can't just judge them basis
0: what we know of yeah, human Yeah, true history. that, and it's also social commentary, right, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, although, like, this is a very funny book, mm. but if you look at it that way, uh, don't judge a book by its cover yeah, is the yeah, message over exactly. here. Exactly. And our idea of aliens, as we saw in uh, Carl Sagan's Contact, mm-hmm. is that we look at aliens and we think that they'll be humanoid figures yeah, even yeah. now, right?
1: Which is what science fiction has painted them as, yeah. pop culture has painted them yeah but we don't because,
0: imagine that uh, aliens could be something totally different yeah for for i mean just to take contacts example in that aliens disguise themselves as humans so yeah. that we get that familiarity factor with them and we correct, talk to them correct. right
1: like arrival was a very good example if you've seen the yeah, movie yeah, yeah, of yeah, what yeah. how alien
0: aliens can be yeah starfish <laughs> weird <laughs> but you know that's once again like I, I think all of our descriptions of aliens are yeah. like based on creatures we find on earth Correct. Yeah. which is a reference point that's very natural yeah, to have yeah but I think that the, if, if there are any aliens out there they would be far different
1: <laughs> from that the one other point of the book was that there's no diplomacy really happening and if it's happening we are not shown any diplomacy yeah and uh, there is one very interesting character called Bender mm. who was apparently a senator back <laughs> on earth and in his new form he is now a soldier mm. who tries his hand at diplomacy mm. have do you remember that? yeah i I do which
0: alien species was it i forgot the species they attack and then the whole thing happens
1: it's one of the species which is which is fairly up and coming in the uh, colonization race and humans want a system where there are three habitable planets Mm. that these species are also going for Mm. so humans decide to go and hit their home planet yeah destroy all the industrial facilities and our bender tries to make peace with them after having destroyed their entire technology base and setting them back yeah so uh, if i remember decades. correctly
0: these guys were already out in force trying to get that system yeah yeah, when yeah. and they, their home planet was they were lured totally away to a different yeah.
1: area and their home yeah. planet was attacked secretly
0: yeah it was totally undefended and they basically attacked and killed a lot of civilians yeah even though that's they right. tried to avoid killing civilians. Uh, buddy, i mean there was so much collateral damage yeah so that that was like a really sad thing and after this whole thing is done he's going and giving the speech (laughs) to to people of the planet like
1: my friends I know you're ready for peace yeah and he was a bit annoying earlier on as well yeah. with his constant yeah. campaigning with people is how it's described. Shows how much Kalsi likes politicians. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, ultimately... Especially shows that when Bender gets killed and how yeah, he gets killed. Yeah, for you, you can describe it, it's okay. I think so listening apparently the species that we can't recall the name of right now yeah. has these uh, clubs that they hold And they're chanting. Mm -hmm. The chants are not translatable as it's described in the books. And it's just something they do out of religious fervor or something. And Bender approaches a group of a few hundred of these aliens who are chanting and tries to make peace with them. Mm. And the clubs are apparently a weapon which have needles in them. And all the aliens inside the um, arena or whatever, they throw their needles at Bender. Yeah. Who becomes mush with all the thousands of needles hitting him at the same time?
0: Yeah, just to be clear, this is this mush means like uh, <laughs> glorious red chutney.
1: Yes, <laughs> which our hero then goes and stomps on <laughs> and says, "Here you wanted peace. Here yeah, take that. take your peace." Yeah, after destroying somebody's
0: <laughs> planet, killing all their family members, you know, an undefended <laughs> planet, killing civilians, you go and give them a lecture on <laughs> peace. Like really, I mean, is that, is that, that was the best hilarious. you can do? <laughs> So yeah, lots of funny <laughs> moments like that in, in the entire uh, book, you know. And uh, also, I believe that this is the book. So what happened is in my mind, like I've confused what happens in book one and two and three. So please correct okay. me if I'm wrong. Uh, this is a book in which they have these uh, um, weird uh, space forces who sort of um, like uh, disguise themselves uh, as asteroids as well. Is this the book? No, no, no. Ah, okay. No. Yeah. So then that's that's no, that's, that's a not. future book. Yeah.
1: This book so, has uh, ghost brigades. Yeah. Right, Part of the ghost brigades are introduced in this book, where our hero finds his deceased wife, mm. who is now uh, someone new, a personality that he does not know.
0: Yeah, so people who die before their age, but who have before signed up for they special have, forces. Yeah, enlisted,
1: yeah. are part of the ghost brigades, yeah. where the colonial defense force uses their DNA to create new bodies. Mm. And they haven't described how like, the life is put into them, or consciousness is put into them. But uh, they're very young, so it's probably they were born in these bodies. Yeah, they were. So our hero's wife is six years old Mm. when she uh, speaks about it. And she Mm. died nine years before our hero enlisted. Mm. So, it shows that her DNA was used after she died to create this body.
0: Yeah, true that. For, for me, that was like the most annoying part in the book. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I felt that if they could do that, they might as well do just that. Yeah. And not use any humans for this uh, war. But uh, they describe it slightly better that they need someone with experience. Mm. And it seems a little cruel to create breed soldiers just for war. Mm. And the way uh, she talks, Kathy... She, her, or her name is Jane, Jane mm. Sagan, as she describes it, they have not known any other life. Yeah, They, they don't know what life is, right? And she's very curious about what John Perry mm. did in 75 years on planet Earth. Yeah. So, those that, scenes where she keeps asking him yeah, to say,
0: talk about your life, tell me about yeah, your wife. Yeah, those
2: are yeah. really irritating scenes. And it was is. a
1: little... How would I say sad as well, because Mm. these soldiers don't know anything else. Mm. Right. So this is clearly a case of when war has gone on for too long Mm. and you have lost objective at some point. Like, what are you doing Mm. really creating life just to fight battles? And yeah, these soldiers die within six to eight years, not having known anything other than war in their Mm. entire life.
0: Yeah, it's actually quite sad. But uh, ghost brigades are also shown to be like extremely effective in yeah. battles. Yeah, special, uh, special forces. They don't come with the same reflex actions as normal humans. Or baggage
1: do. as normal humans. Yeah. Like they are not thinking whether they should kill someone or not or feeling bad yeah. like a hero feels bad after stomping on intelligent yeah. beings so even though I found the love story
0: like really irritating mm-hmm. uh, what I did find it very was. interesting was that he did try to explore this concept of ghost brigades as right. somebody who doesn't have any inhibitions Right. Uh, so we are born with this inhibition of uh, falling right? because yeah. uh, we are born in gravity Right. but if you are born in space with no memories completely blank slate right. then the same thing of jumping f- uh, from like a top of a 200 meter tall tower mm-hmm. would not really scare you one bit right? Correct. it won't Correct. even occur to you it's That's just what you've done
1: case. naturally like we have done yeah. In gravity So
0: similarly I mean when those guys They come to a planet And all Like they can actually Be much more effective Much mm. more lethal uh, In a battle Because they don't have these They also have fewer morals And yeah, fewer, fewer morals, ethics Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So th- that's actually I mean as you said Quite cruel Yeah To do that But you know Ultimately I, it, it is uh, The cost of war Correct yeah. yeah And I mean you spoke about Diplomacy as well earlier Yeah That is something that Shows up later In the second or the third book. I expected as much But
1: yeah. yeah In book one Like I just felt like Why are we the assholes of mm. the universe right now. Yeah, but even I mean, other trust species me, yours is are like the
0: slightly unpopular
1: opinion okay. because <laughs> most people think that oh we are so cool <laughs> humans we're winning. Yeah, I mean it's fine. We've read a lot of sci-fi where humans yeah. are the underdogs. Yeah, but this seems slightly it's gone too far. Yeah, like I would prefer a culture view of uh, the universe. You know where we are not. I wouldn't say we culture is not really humans. To go slightly off topic but where it's you know we are at uh, technologically advanced but we don't use it to just do war mm. which is what's happening here and we have not created all this technology for ourselves in old man's war as it's described multiple times we've taken it from people we've either defeated mm. or in exchanges and we're quite advanced compared to everyone on planet earth which mm. has been completely sheltered or cut off from what's happening in the rest of the universe that's something i don't understand either like why aren't aliens attacking Earth? It, it's not described. It's not mentioned. There's no... Yeah, happens in I'm sure it books, happens in yeah, later books. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was a I mystery. Mean, uh,
0: that's something you might want to explain what exactly happens here. So,
1: the way it works is the Colonial Defense Force or the Colonial Union, as it's called, um, they don't... They are not involved with Earth in any way. The only thing they do from Earth is recruit for their armies. And that's also an option they offer senior citizens who would normally just die They offer this option for them to join the army where they can serve for two years, extending up to a period of 10 years, 10 years, Uh, yeah, 10 years. And after 10 years, they'll be allowed to settle on any planet of their choice. So earth is very uh, against not having this technological advantage that the colonial defense forces has and keeps resisting at times their recruitment efforts, which is, which. I think it was described once that whenever Earth resists, the CDF just packs up and leaves. Mm. And then the senior (laughs) citizens start disappearing one by one, Mm. and then they come back because of pressure. Mm. So Earth has been completely shielded from what is happening out there. And as we see in the first few chapters, the people signing up for CDF don't really know what CDF does. They don't even know what will happen to them and how they'll become young again or how they'll be part of the battle in any way. They don't know who they're fighting. They don't even know that they're
0: going to become young again. Yeah,
1: they expect something that something will happen like they can't fight in these old bodies, but they don't know what will happen. Mm. They don't know about the alien species out there. They don't know the diplomacy scene. They don't know the war that's going on there. They just know there is a war. So it feels a little weird that Earth has been excluded from all these being the birthplace of humanity and the fact that no aliens are really attacking Earth, hmm. even though we are at war constantly with dozens of species. So...
0: Yeah, I think that's part of the Colonial Defense Forces efforts, right? To yeah. To not disclose which is the home planet of... The yeah, probably. But... Yeah. And they've done
1: a really good job of it, yeah. clearly. Yeah. So... Um,
0: because one would expect that the home planet would be the most strongly guarded which is what they keep shielded. doing to other yeah. species right yeah. they go to their home planets and trash yeah. it so <laughs> but i can't understand why other species are not clever enough to like disguise their home planet this way
1: yeah maybe they just realized it too late yeah. and I've had some early inspiration to not dis- disclose the home planet yeah well it sounds like complete garbage but uh, it does it sounds yeah. like you know something just pulled out of a hat to like protect yeah. our planet because humans so great because right? humans yeah <laughs> <laughs> such great much wow
0: <laughs> yeah so i mean as you pointed out that uh, earth has been totally like cut off from information yeah. which is something that we see in all uh, wartime countries um once there's any kind of conflict in any country then yeah the yeah. citizens of that country
1: don't I agree, really but get that's part kind of, of the propaganda and but there's no propaganda here there's hmm. just no information at all like yeah. it's not like there is are a being war is going on yeah. and we are winning yeah. and yeah. know, that's all like, if you want you can join yeah so yeah. there's no technology exchange there's nothing yeah. and humans invented the skip drive on their own i believe even though other species use them which is also something not clearly defined anywhere as to what happened with ftl hmm. like the consu are not shown to use the skip drives Mm. or it's not discussed that they use skip drives but we don't know what they use
0: yeah Konsu probably will say that this is unclean technology (laughs) you dirty humans (laughs) we are not touching it (laughs) you never know with the there are lots of
1: species and not all of them are using the same propulsion technology or the same weapons technology which is also not discussed at all like we aren't shown any interstellar weapons or there's no description of any interstellar weapons hmm. except for the infantry rifle there's no other weapon that's really described
0: yeah and also I mean we'd expect something like the Death Star right? yeah I know like we do
1: it. have battleships, and yeah. the only weapon they mention is missiles yeah. which is very generic
0: yeah it's ridiculous yeah
1: I expected a little more detail there because that adds to the wow factor like wow we have really cool weapons yeah,
0: most of the information and most of the detail has gone into describing
1: these alien species yeah. right but you know yeah. why this happened it's because of the first person perspective yeah because john perry would not have any details about these weapons yeah. right so everything john perry knows we know yeah so which is the book misses out a little i would say on world building not too much but a little bit because we get to see this very narrow view we are at war we're winning we have battleships we are infantry who go to different planets and attack and that's pretty much what we get to see
0: Yeah, but the narrative is something very interesting now now that you mentioned it. That's when I like figured, oh, yes, this is something common across books, isn't it? (laughs) So, Starship Troopers is a first-person narrative. Even Armor. Armor is also a first-person narrative. And that's how they hide some of the plot But Armor at
1: least, and uh, I'm not sure about Starship Troopers, but they at least have more than one person's narrative. Yeah. Even though if it's first-person, it's more than one character at the same time. Yeah. Starship so, Dubas is just one character. Yeah. Okay.
0: So that is uh, exactly what they do, like what you mentioned, which yeah, is yeah. this person is a soldier, is like mm. a, a private or something in the army. Right. Uh, so after, like, you go to any army, mm. fi- find probably the second lowest or the lowest ranked official, right? A uh, uh, soldier, and then ask them what you know, okay. and they will know very little, right? Because <laughs> if they are captured, of course, yeah, yeah which is how the military works. Yeah. Right? If they're captured; they don't to. want to like reveal information. Right? So this th- that that exactly the authors use that as a shield. Yeah. To not really delve too much into other things right? you know things like these which are important like weapons right. what is going on like how are you attacking like
1: even like planets and all are not really described in detail because I don't think John Perry really cares yeah. about what the planet looks like yeah <laughs> so some things are getting mixed up again in my head so
0: again correct me if I'm wrong in huh. this book do they have that thing where like you uh, go to another planet or whatever and hmm. uh, then you realize that those guys have moved forward in time and their technology no. has progressed right? no no, no. no. <laughs> that's another thing which they totally like missed you know? okay because uh um, what what would happen is even if you have say this uh, hypothetical skip drive right, 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 you go from this from Earth to yeah. say a system like Alpha Centauri, which right. is four light years away. Hmm. So by the time you reach there, even if it is in this instant, you've been observing them from this viewpoint, right. which right. means you've been seeing what has been happening in four, four, years, four years ago. ago. Yeah. Right. So right. when you go there, they've already
1: had four years to develop their technology, right? right? They might right. be
0: super advanced by then. You yeah. never know. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, how much time did it take to uh, take for but us?
1: I don't think anyone is observing these planets like that. At least not in this book, at least not in book one. It's yeah. never really shown like that. Yeah.
0: So how do they exactly know? How do they keep up? Because it, it can be totally possible that yeah. all these so uh, CDF stations right, across right. various systems, right. one of them has suddenly advanced to a much faster thing, much higher technology, right. and others are still behind. Mm. So uh, by the time the technology reaches the other place, right. if, for example, the ray attack uh, mm-hmm. the second planet, which is not advanced, then Correct. they actually can win, right? Correct. But if they go to the main CDF station, the technology has progressed so far that they might actually be on the losing side. So is this from book two? This is from forever. World. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that is something. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, again, yeah. You know, but forever. War doesn't have FTL, right? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, My understanding is they use some kind of a weird like teleportation type thing. Okay. Like uh, what is it, wormhole type technology okay. to okay. go from here to there. Okay. It's not really like the ship going FTL. Right, you know, right, right. That, Even the skip
1: that. drive is not described like that. Yeah. So yeah. It's basically,
0: yeah, you fold a paper and yeah. then you go yeah, yeah, from yeah. point A to point B. A description <laughs> we've seen since Alien. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah so that. So, Star yeah, I mean, Trek also had a lot of these folding drives. Yeah, <laughs> true
0: that. So all the diplomacy does come late in in the series which is good
1: to hear yeah. i expect i'll probably read as many books as i yeah, can I from this re- i won't really recommend
0: <laughs> it you know okay because they go into this conclave and counter conclave nonsense which okay. is the diplomacy <laughs> part and my god it is it is yeah, maybe horrible. i'll
1: spend some time reading forever war
0: you definitely should if you have i
1: really like military sci-fi books yeah. um, i've read a few others enders game Ender's Game is amazing. Yeah, yeah Ender's Shadow. <laughs> Ender's Shadow I have not read. <laughs> yeah,
0: But that's also good. Yeah. Like I would say those two other books worth reading. Yeah, uh, Military but... <laughs>
1: sci-fi is good. I think books like this, you know, really highlight things we don't know about war. Mm. And you know, a soldier's perspective on yeah. things, which you wouldn't get to experience otherwise. A lot of books are mostly fluff about just the weapons and just the technology rather than the actual soldier. Which is something you get to see in Ender as well, you know? It's the baggage that comes with what you've done Hmm. rather than just like flashing explosions and yeah, true that. Chinese
0: so ships. in, I mean, now that you mentioned all of this, uh, the gold standard for these books is most uh, definitely, I think the forever war, mm. at least in the science fiction that I have read, which okay. is admittedly, not I should that read that much, next. Yeah. Uh, because that is the book where it talks about the cost of war. Mm-hmm. It also is a commentary on how um, stupid and how uh, like unnecessary the Vietnam war was okay. and ultimately what effect it had on America mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the soldiers who fought for it. So that is something that you should definitely check out. That's going to be my next read. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely Probably before book two and book three. Oh. Yeah, You should, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would recommend the same order. However, like, you don't expect any kind of humor and all in it. It's very, very little mm. humor. Even though it's an amazing book, a great read also, as fast-paced as this one. Right, right. And uh, deals with technology in a much better way, in my opinion, at least. Mm. Uh, even if alien descriptions are not as good.
1: Which is fine, I guess. Yeah. Each to each his own. Yeah, so the best thing yeah. for
0: me about Old Man's War, at least, was that it has so many amazing aliens. I yeah. was just reading more <laughs> about these aliens and getting happy you know okay this alien is like a termite this alien is like this weird super advanced elephant yeah <laughs> but Konsu was my ultimate favorite <laughs> man Whoa, what an alien species and
1: the Konsu are even the rituals they do before battle hmm. where that one scene where they have this impenetrable shield hmm. and uh, they come out of the shield and then they all die because of something a hero does. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, why would they not use that shield if Mm. they have an impenetrable shield, Mm. but then they are shown as these religious militaristic, Empire, you know, which believes in honor through battle. Yeah. Which again takes me back to wow, they're just Klingons <laughs> who are in a different shape, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. However, Klingons are shown as this evil species, right? In their
1: entire. Only series. because they're interested in war all yeah, the time. All the time, yeah. Yeah.
0: However, Konsu are
1: more like observers are who play more their like, own games. Let's just yeah. play, you know, yeah. war. We're so advanced, we don't give up, you know. Yeah. Size about all these smaller species yeah, yeah. so let's just have fun with them yeah. and they're shown with all this advanced technology their solar system has a dyson spear aga- around their white yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> dwarf star Yeah. basically <laughs> <an> impenetrable <laughs> shield <laughs> which puts up a shield around their entire empire yeah. now they don't need any defenses beyond that yeah and the they really
0: situation. don't even care about things like expanding their empire yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they just stick to their own worlds with their own technology and ultimately are quite... Maybe uh,
1: they're described uh, further in future books.
0: I don't really remember. Okay. Uh, at this point, <laughs> there were like thousands of yeah, species. Yeah, your entire
1: series. story is mishmashed right now. So. Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> so that's what happens when you read too much of one <laughs> series and then forget about the rest. So yeah. In fact, I mean, I've reached a stage where I'm confusing it with other military science fiction yeah. books. Which, I'm sure that happens because are yeah, lots too, of commonalities. It is. Um, I mean, it's yeah. a criticism of the genre. There's so such limited... Uh, right. I mean works in, in this especially genre, if right?
1: you consider starship troopers yeah, yeah. So it's a very generic cookie cutter military sci-fi yeah
0: although I mean uh, unlike rock music I still think that science fiction as a genre is <laughs> very, very like alive right now yeah, yeah. but uh,
1: especially in the last 10 years or so yeah
0: and yeah. even now like every month we see these uh, crazy good books coming yeah. out and even in terms of movies so it's definitely progressing right yeah. now that's TV, now movies. is the time when science fiction yeah. is really I mean it's the golden
1: age of sci-fi right
0: now in in terms of TV and yeah, movies yeah, yes yeah. but in terms of books the golden age of sci-fi I still say was back in the day in the I 50s so. 60s 70s before the
1: 2000s okay. yeah, yeah so the 2000s. all these great
0: authors were there right? there yeah. was Clark there was Heinlein there was Haldeman and all these Asimov's of the world were all like active back then <laughs> but still, it's really nice to see yeah. books, books like these once in a So, old, right. man,
1: old Man's War was definitely enjoyable. How would you rate it, say, on a scale of 5?
0: Uh, on a scale of 5, maybe 3? <laughs>
1: <three>? Really? <laughs> that bad? Uh, it's
0: not really bad. I mean, like we keep saying, right? These are really enjoyable books, which is why we talk about them. Yeah. But don't think it's a classic. Okay. I mean in military SF itself I told you three books which are better Right. right. so armor is better then there's forever war then there's starship troopers and Ender's game I'd say is probably on the same level or just somewhere there in the vicinity of old man's war so So I
1: have rated it 5 on goodreads for a second consecutive time me too see goodreads ratings are not really
0: my (laughs) reviews right? they're like oh I
1: really love this book right now So I went back. I saw I last read the book in 2014. And back then also I rated it 5. And I remembered why I rated it 5 after I read it the second time. Mm. It is thoroughly enjoyable. And I think if a book ticks all these boxes for me, like, good. You know, it makes sense. It's not, like, completely dumb in what it's trying to do. Which happens with some military sci-fi books where it's all about the fight rather than, you know, anything else around it. The people, the world. So... I think it found it really enjoyable. So I gave it another five again. Mm. And <laughs>
0: Listen, five is a bit too much. Okay, four and no. a half. Come on, <laughs> four and a half. Uh, okay, the book did not deal with, uh, let's say, this... Even uh, though there was The love no story was really annoying. Diplomacy was really annoying. <laughs> was, was really annoying. But, that itself is like half a point gone right but there. But there
1: was very few things, you know, that yeah. you really hate about the book. Like the love story angle was towards the end. Which is fine. I can let go of that part. She yeah. wasn't as annoying as I would have thought but she was also six years old so I'll give her that much.
0: No, that, I mean I had no problem with the woman whatsoever. Yeah. I had a problem with John Perry. Why are you still obsessed with your wife from <laughs> Earth? Yeah, I mean you've, yeah, you've I gone to another planet. There's a
1: conversation with his squad mates where yeah. they ask him what he misses about Earth the most and he says being married. Oh my god, I mean <laughs> really,
0: like he's like the only person on this entire planet who'll say that. Yeah, Really, <laughs> I miss being married. <laughs> That's
1: what his squad mates are also said like is that what you really miss
0: (laughs) you know what like I know a lot of people you know a lot of people go and ask anyone in this entire friend circle entire social circle I don't think we know anyone
1: who's 75 years old right now no but just ask them
0: okay if you were to go on an alien planet would you miss being married (laughs)
1: every single person is gonna say no I wouldn't miss being married (laughs) nobody likes being married that's why John Perry is the hero (laughs) yeah
0: well also I found it very uh, like unbelievable that you know society has progressed so much where they are fighting battles across the universe and people are still married on Earth. Yeah. I mean, really. But then <laughs>
1: Earth is not part of all these <laughs> True advancements.
0: But I mean, society progresses, right? Yeah. In a hundred years, you think marriage will be looked at uh, like in the same you know, way as it is today. You know,
1: one other funny thing of the book is how often colonies are destroyed. Yeah. So like uh, an alien species will come, knock around a colony, burn it down. Yeah. And I feel like it would be more dangerous to live in this universe than in the marvel universe honestly Mm. (laughs) their colonies are just destroyed whenever you know you feel like it and there's one incident where a slime mold manages to kill off an entire colony by going down people's throats and choking them that was really really disturbing i thought that was a firefly reference (laughs) (laughs) that happens right in one of the uh, outer
0: colonies No, it wasn't a slime mold exactly, oh, but they got like right, uh, right. basically which gas chambered, right? How and, the uh,
1: rivers uh, were made. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, so th- I thought that was <laughs> a reference,
0: which you know most people probably did not see it the same way. But, However, like I did think that they're uh, dealing with these colonies and this whole thing. It, he treated it like a game, more or less. Yeah, you know, in like, which like an Age of Empires where you destroy another com- empire. Right, like empire these and colonies are not really buildings.
1: people. They're just like yeah parts of the plot. Yeah, that you know that need Props. to be triggered. <laughs> yeah, whenever you need some. <laughs> action to happen and you don't really see any colonist really in the book That's yeah because not got a single Hindus, right? colonist I mean, who wants to like yeah. make Hindi a character
0: <laughs> it happens in later books I'm sure there uh, are other people as well it happens so. in later books okay. when they focus more on the colonies <laughs> but you know this whole premise of the americans yeah. being soldiers and all these you know bloody hindis
1: going <laughs> and colonizing that doesn't sit right with me at all I mean seriously but, yeah. John Scalzi is not known for writing books like this so yeah. there must be some plot that he's trying to hint at or he's just like because you guys destroyed earth you are punished to be soldiers forever yeah so
0: he is morally on the right side ethically yeah. he's on the right side yeah. he says that americans have like plundered earth yeah, so much yeah, so they need yeah. to be soldiers right. whereas these other people they haven't really had a chance at a good life on yeah, earth yeah. so they're they the minorities
1: become... and they should have a chance at a better yeah. life
0: yeah so ethically morally he's on the right <laughs> side but i think that any future uh, space exploration or whatever yeah. i really doubt that it's going to be divided into this americans arabs indians i agree it, i think it, it's going to be a mixed race mixed culture
1: thing it requires like really high morals from the m- management of the colonial union like yeah. where they're all like yes yeah. let's do the right thing yeah which rarely happens so or honestly tell me
0: you know if such a thing happens where america says we are going to be soldiers you are going to be colonists you know <laughs> any country which is a colonist is they are not going to nuke america why, why will that not happen why are they not fighting against each other like a war will break out on earth right there right
1: it probably so i think yeah i agree that why this imbalance and who gets to decide who goes where? Yeah. Also, right? And there's yeah. too much trust placed in yeah. CDF. Like, yeah. how did they get there? Yeah. Really?
0: Like, they are just people, right? At the but end see, of the day. in
1: the book, it's also shown that because these countries were new, they're no longer in a position to feed their population mm. or you know fight diseases or yeah. fight poverty, which is why people may be more willing to just take a leap of faith you know
2: yeah. like, there are too many leaps
0: of faith here yeah for sure. of course Yeah, I mean, it's a science fiction book so. <laughs> yeah. so once again I mean I did not feel the same as what I did with Ready Player One which okay. is uh, he has to just get some plot elements out of the way I did yeah, not feel yeah, exactly yeah. like see, that see Ready Player One yeah. feels more
1: amateur compared to this yeah. this still has a mature plot in yeah. that way
0: but there were there were these loopholes you know like yeah. I mean of course if there you were look holes, at it
1: <laughs> things happened. just accept yeah, them yeah, don't yeah. question them yeah. I mean, maybe some yeah. of it will be explained in future books maybe some of it won't, yeah, but a lot of the plot is just this has happened, yeah. Mostly, you yeah. know, it's
0: about like going out there fighting aliens, that's it, yeah. And yeah. I thought that everything else in the book was pretty badly done in the sense that the technology was good, hmm. fighting aliens was good, hmm. but I mean, how society evolves, I mean, really bad, and there's how, no description, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how species collaborate with each other is entirely militaristic, okay. Like, it's almost as if, you know, the trade means we will give you military <laughs> technology and <laughs> there's no economic trade, there's no food trade, there's no language trade, yeah. there's nothing like Meaning that. Meaning there's no
1: good diplomacy, it's basically diplomacy with a gun, yeah. which is what's happening. Like yeah. Whoever yeah. has the power has the diplomatic power as well. Yeah, so. and look, I mean,
0: um, if you just look at the history of Earth, hmm. right, whenever there has been this kind of a thing where there have been multiple great powers across the, like, uh, say, Asian and European right. and African continents, right, it's all gone wrong. Yeah. Always. Yeah.
1: yeah. So which is what's happening out there as well is, again, a parallel that he may be drawing. That yeah. Since there are so many different opinions with so many different needs, really, right? Like, the human needs are not the same as another species. So there is definitely room for conflict. Yeah, true that. And yeah. which is
0: exactly why I keep saying that, you know, there is there is no other angle to yeah, this except no for that. these major powers fighting other. I like think
1: we've been spoiled a bit too much by... Things like Star Trek where diplomacy first is the rule rather than, you know, just go and attack someone. Yeah. And I keep drawing parallels there as well. Like when they do first contact, they don't really go and start shooting cities and destroying industrial bases. Even when they're fighting someone, they're not doing that, right?
0: Yeah, true that. And I also found it very like weird that they have this unlimited budget. Yeah, for war
1: but again that goes to show because no colonies are really described like where where is the economy there's no economy described right and they uh, they keep mentioning like getting free drinks at the bar Mm. which leads me to believe they really have no money at all yeah there's no currency which means it's a E- economy of plenty, right? Yeah, I they don't really don't... understand
0: how that works. So if you keep um, if you keep the viewpoint inside an army barrack mm. all the time, then the things like how things work there are totally different from how they work on a yeah, colony, yeah, right? Yeah. So that I mean they do mention the somewhere, I don't even know which book it was, that they start farming and all on colonies. Okay. But I mean come on, yeah. Like that's like saying <laughs> I went to one place, I built a town center, it was in the <laughs> imperial age and then we built a farm around it, we have unlimited food now. It's not how things work. I mean, have you heard of climate? Like, have you
1: heard of global warming? None of those things happen on those planets. Hey, these are alien planets. Yeah, man. Come on.
0: And you destroy them. You destroy colonies. No radioactivity. Yeah. No like long-lasting health they effects. Clean weapons. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, really. <laughs>
1: that's why that's why there's loopholes in the book yeah plenty of yeah, like yeah. these things which are like problems with the book yeah. I felt which was, like I said there's no description of weapons like what kind of weapons are they using yeah and what kind of damage are they doing to other species again it's all like in this moment we have done this that's mm, it yeah that's the end of this conflict <laughs> yeah maybe we'll fight them again later we don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah Um. so yeah overall uh, did enjoy the book yeah and I would recommend it to everyone just read it once yeah, you know, yeah. even if it's definitely into... worth
1: a read and you might enjoy and get into more military sci-fi because of this book. Because yeah, I, it's easy to read and it's easy to get into. Yeah,
0: this and Ready Player One are two books that I'd recommend yeah. to those who don't like science fiction Like, it's fiction a very good well.
1: gateway book to, you know, reading more military sci-fi. Like, yeah. yeah, do you like this kind of genre? Please, now go ahead and read the serious books where you'll actually have to pay a lot of attention. Yeah, and care. even
0: if you don't, I mean, this is not really like that much of science fiction where you really have to know your science Exactly. You can read it. It's
1: easy, it's very easy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Very few do. concepts are really described in detail. Yeah,
0: We totally want to see a movie based on this uh, yeah, book. But it would make a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> not sure if it's happening though. You know, Ready Player One, we got lucky, so yeah. we'll have a movie. Let's
1: see what happens with that movie first. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Hollywood, you never know. <laughs> Alright, so that's about it for this episode of Transition. Thank you for joining us and we will see you with another episode next week. As always, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Gadgets360. The music for this podcast comes from Magnus Solai Paulson. He made the soundtrack called PPP, PPP, which is the soundtrack of the game VVV. All the tracks <laughs> used in this podcast are from that particular album. <laughs>